0: So, before you call up the broker, before you do any of that stuff, work on your lingo, work on your your image, right? Like your Facebook page, your uh, some some of the stuff you cover on, on your your podcast, Adam. You know, making sure that all the social media stuff is cleaned up, and you have your your deal launch guide created. And you have a good story.
1: It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source
0: for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com.
1: Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam A. Adams. And today, I'm actually with Mr. Augustino Pintus. Did I say your last name right, Augustino? You
0: did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay, good, good, good. Well, first off, how are you today? Man, I'm awesome. I am
1: awesome. How are you doing? Phenomenal. It's good to have you. And what we're going to be talking about on the show today is a little bit about how to talk to brokers, but not just how to talk to brokers. I mean, if you're new, if you're getting just started in this business, what you'll notice is that you're not going to have a lot of what they call credibility. And, and the brokers, they have these noses that are kind of like, Kind of like a dog's nose. They can sniff it out. They can smell it out uh, coming from a mile away. Think of think of a busy bee and uh, if you're afraid to get stung, they're just going to sting you because they can sense the fear. So it's the same with the brokers. And so we're going to talk a little bit about um, scripts that you could use when talking to brokers, uh, mindset that you should have when talking to brokers, um, kind of just your presence, how you're dressing when you go and speak with a broker and this is what's going to help you be successful um so mr augustino is formerly in in uh you were a cio what does that mean again chief, chief yeah chief information information officer. okay so cio he ran technology ran technology and he, and he actually worked um for a was it? Is it? It's an Inc. 500 company, right? Yeah. And um, as as the chief technology officer, and one thing that happened is he's been fired from a few jobs. Maybe you can relate. Maybe you know somebody else who probably should have been an entrepreneur and got fired from a job or two. And one time he, as he left this job, he had what he calls the ten dark years. And that's with putting out 500 – hold on a second. Did I just say 500 emails with his, um, with his resume every single week? I don't think in my whole life that I've ever – I don't even think in my life I've done a tenth of that. I doubt I've done 50 resumes since I was born. Uh, <laughs> but every week – It was another 500. He says if they had an email address, they got a resume. So fast forward to today, he has 45 million under management. That's approximately 700 multifamily units that he's GP on. And so we're going to get into his story, how, how he got from being fired from a job to making success in this business and a lot of it has to do with how he talks with the brokers. So we're going to get into that. His superpower is the get it done attitude. So we're really going to talk about just making, taking the action, taking the action like maybe 500 resumes every single week or taking the action like calling broker after broker and he learned a thing or two about what scripts you ought to be using when calling them. So I'm excited to have you on, on the show, Augustino. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Appreciate well, it. It's my pleasure. And I know we're going to learn a lot from you today. And then you have also got the Bulletproof Cashflow Podcast. Is it called the Bulletproof Cashflow Podcast? I want to make sure. Yeah. Okay. I want to make right. sure I'm saying it right. I don't have it in front of me, but. Um, I I think I've, I've been, I have listened several times to that. I think I just got interviewed is what I was going to say on the Bulletproof cashflow podcast. So if you're listening to this and you want to check that out, uh, Augustino, first off, how do they find the podcast and how do they check out those episodes? Sure,
0: sure, sure. Well, the podcast available on all social media platforms, uh, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, everywhere. So uh, get on your preferred platform, just Google us or search for us, you'll find us. And you know, we have all kinds of great content out there from not only great people like, like Adam Adams here that, that we've interviewed, but we also have practical advice on, on what to do in this business to build success. So we're really big on, on building mindset, but also building the practical knowledge that you need to be successful. So we have all that stuff out there for you.
1: Okay, got it. Got it. Thank you. Um, so real quick, there is going to be a resource for you. Um, we're going to be talking about this. We're going to be going into some details on how to talk to brokers, but we actually have a free giveaway and you're going to get that by scrolling down to the the show notes and it will show you the word that you text and the phone number that you text it to to get this free pdf so um go ahead and you can scroll down now and have that if you're not driving you might be able to be looking at this resource while we go through the podcast and if you are driving you're just going to want to get that resource after the podcast so augustino i went through a little bit of your history but is is there one or two things that you you feel like you must share with the audience right now today that's going to kind of help them understand better how to talk to brokers
0: you know, I think a big part of it is is to gain that that knowledge that you need to, to sound convincing. I mean, I'm sure that, that your listeners have probably heard this on other podcasts before and probably read about this, but this is something that cannot be underestimated is that to perform the training, not just passively listening to even podcasts like this. I know Adam puts out great stuff. It's actually taking it, internalizing it, so you know what a cash on cash is, what an IRR is, what, what all, all all the lingo is, but basically you have to you have to take on that lingo as if it's your own, like a second language, right? And you have to sound confident when you're speaking to these brokers, just like, just like you pointed out, Adam. It's like they have a nose for the newbie, and the second you call up a broker, an experienced broker, and you sound like a newbie they're not going to want to talk to you. I mean, th- these days, they're getting inundated with phone calls. You know, they're getting inundated and with, with with hits and they can't commit the time to someone that doesn't really know. So it's more like practice, get the practice in there, learn the lingo, speak, speak the language of real estate. And uh, if you have to, make sure you have your team surround, surround yourself with your team, right? So when you're talking to that broker, you can say, Hello, Joe. My name my name is Adam. I am an investor out of Cleveland, Ohio. My team and I are looking to acquire assets in your local area. So I'd love to talk to you about this 22 unit I saw on LoopNet. Maybe, could you give me some information about it? You know, that kind of thing. And then asking the right questions, right? That's another big part of it too.
1: Asking the questions. Awesome. I'm definitely going to dive into that. I think it's very important. I always, um, when I was doing sales, I did door-to-door sales for... Um, six <laughs> six summers, six summers in a row. And I, I worked at restaurants a lot and always tried to get what they call this, the PPA per person average. But, um, you know, I did well, I did really well within that space, but it, it was all about the questions. So I can't wait to dive into the questions with you. But where you are right now, you've, you've done eight syndications as we're recording and eight syndications is quite a bit. You know, you're starting to really get a knack for this. You're starting to really have all the systems and processes in place. And, uh, of course, you have 700 doors as GP. So the next time you go and talk to somebody, you have all this experience, all this credibility, and um, all this know-how. So I I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about back into the first deal you did. Um, it was a small it was a small ish deal, a smaller deal compared to some syndicators now and what you 're probably closing now, like the Rockefeller building that you 're working on so we we can get into that a little bit later perhaps but um with <laughs> i think it 's interesting let's let 's let let 's let them uh, hang on the Rockefeller building. They're yes. like, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? The Rockefeller building? No, I don't want to talk about that later. I want to talk about that now. Is he really doing this? Um, so anyway, I wanted to I wanted to hop in. Your very first syndication, a bit smaller, and y- you must have been nervous. You must have been scared. You must have been new, <laughs> you know, brand new at this. You had been in real estate, I think, for like eight years or something like 16.
0: that. 16 Six- years, yeah.
1: At the time, 13 years at the time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so here you were, um, you called a broker. What was it that kind of made you successful in that call? Um, what were you feeling in that call and, and
0: how did it play out? Yes. Well, you know, one of the things that, again, you probably hear about this in other podcasts, other people have interviewed they're in, they, they are looking at a hundred deals before they find that one. And. I am, I was actively, and I still do today, I actively look at deals in my, I was looking at deals in my own market. I was going to LoopNet. I was running numbers. I'd see a deal, I'd run the numbers, even if I had no intention of buying it i i had to know my numbers and when you understand your numbers you, you immediately know okay if this is the area i know the cost per door is going to be thirty thousand uh, dollars per door and if i get that at a 70 30 split with my syndication then my cash on cash will be 10 percent. and i mean I, I knew my stats just based on a, a couple of key indicators right and that's what happens when you practice your numbers so in this case I, uh, I was, uh, I was, I just happened to have LoopNet up. I was just working, working through us practicing. This is like years ago now. And I had already bought some multifamily in the area. Like I just bought it on my own. Right. Uh, I'd committed to doing some, some multifamily stuff. And, and I was, um, I was, I had LoopNet up and I saw my, my property manager's picture as the broker on, on this, this large deal it's a $1.6 million deal. Now here, here in in Ohio, the broker um, or the property manager must be a broker. It varies from state to state, but in our state, that's how it is. So he was selling this property. So I happened to call Gary about my, my property manager about my my other deal that he was managing. And I said, Hey, what's the deal with this, with this uh, asset you have up here on LoopNet?" And he says, it just fell out. Like, just just like an hour ago, they, they just the deal fell apart. What's the bottom line number? And he says one point four six five million. I'm like, send over a purchase agreement. I'm signing it right now. And I didn't see it. I did not look at the building. I did not commit to like I, I committed to doing. It. I just hell, I'm going to commit to do to do the deal because I knew that the numbers made made sense. Right, it was a fifty-six unit deal. And I'm like, well, I better go find some investors now. <laughs> after after I submitted the, the, the earnest money and did all that, I got to find some investors. Uh, I don't recommend people do this. <laughs> I recommend people like line up, at least get some soft commitments first before they start throwing out PSAs. But that, that was something I did because I knew I wanted to get into this deal and it, and it looks like a good deal, right? So we ended up, I made two phone calls and I landed a, a great partner. Uh, we took that deal down. And, uh, you know, right now it's sitting at hundred percent occupancy. It's still, it's still flow, and it's still doing great, you know, so I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. Um, yeah. So it was, a, it was a really good deal, but it took, it took a commitment. You know, was it was, it was a little scary at first. Yeah, it was a little scary. It was you know, quite scary, but, you know, I think that uh, many people get comfortable and they ended up, uh, they end up not taking that action right and uh that's one thing that that i've been able to overcome is not being not being that comfortable guy you know it's i'm i'm used to being uncomfortable now
1: okay i like that i i think that a lot of people that haven't yet achieved they it's be, probably because they never got uncomfortable they've never really felt that so yeah. um huge and i and i think it's important to bring out that that one of the reasons why you, you were able to really lock this down is because you had a prior relationship with the broker. Um, I think that's important. It doesn't mean that somebody can't do this without having a prior relationship, but I, I want to express that it does absolutely help. He was already managing one of your deals, so he knew that you do close um, because he was managing another multifamily that you had. So um, I think that helped a lot for his confidence in you and he could portray, he could express that confidence that he had in you to the seller as well so it's definitely a relationship game for sure Absolutely. and if you ever make a mistake in this business it, then you know you start losing those relationships so make sure you are always on the up and up as you're going through this process i love that thank you augustino and then the next thing that i wanted to talk about was uh you know you did what what I call ready fire aim, and so I always talk to my coaching clients. Uh, we want you to go ready aim fire. We and what I mean is, um, in some cases, you know, uh, there's a lot of other people that are that advocate for just taking action. And I think you can't get anything done if you don't take action. That's absolutely true. Um, but it can be hard. It can be scary to have the deal lined up but not already have the money lined up i always recommend trying to get the money in the beginning so that you're more confident to close so that your broker's more confident that you can close but in this case you did it backwards you went ready fire aim you want to kind of dive into that if you don't mind on just what was what was easy about it? What was hard about it? Who did you go for, for, for the capital? How many investors did you you have? Were you doing phone calls? Were you doing webinars? Were you doing live in-person meetings? Were most of your investors in your area? Were they out of state? Were they out of the country? Um, kind of give us a, a couple of details on how you were able to raise the money for that deal.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So there was, um, at that point, we'd started off doing the podcast and I, I, that that podcast really opened up a lot of doors to talk to other investors, mainly out of state, not too many here in state at the time. And one good friend, it's, we just hit it off. She, you know, she and I just, just, uh, you know, melded. We just, we just got each other. You know, she was um, she'd been in the, in the business for, for a little while at that point and she'd been a broker and, She was uh, very well connected in Seattle. And when I found this deal and she was my second phone call or she, you know, I I told her about it and, and she was, and she really, she really liked that, uh, that, that deal, just at least the fundamentals. And she, she said, Hey, can, do you want a GP on this? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the whole purpose of doing this. And we raised all the money, mainly using her relationships. I mean, I spoke to some of these people too, but she already had relationships lined up. It was only a half million dollar raise. We, we raised it in 24 hours, you know, so it wasn't that hard to do in Seattle. And there were seven people that threw down on that deal. And yeah, I mean, it, I, 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 like you said, you know, ready aim fire is the correct way to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't recommend people do it the way I did it, but you know what though? It was through that massive action that got me over the line, you know, because in our, when, when I'm talking to people and I'm, and I'm trying to, to train them up to, to get into a bigger deal, they're, they're afraid to do half million dollar deals. So they're, they're, they're frightened by it, you know, and, at the time I thought, Oh my God, a $1.5 million deal. That's a big deal. You know, it's not so much anymore, <laughs> but it was the action. It was taking that massive action, getting out of that comfort zone, you know? And when I told my family about this deal, uh, my, you know, my, 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 parents were like, you did what? Oh my God, like, this is unfathomable. How can you do this? So irresponsible, you know? And, it was a massive action. That's what it was. You know, that, that's exactly what it was. And thankfully, you know what it was, uh, it all came down to relationships. Yes. I, Gary, at that point, I knew Gary, Gary knew me as ma- managing one of my assets. Uh, we, we, weren't, he knew me, but we weren't like buddies and friends or anything else like that like we are today. And, um, and then it was of course with, with networking, you know, networking via podcasts like this or networking in general, just getting in front of people and explaining what your dream is, what your vision is, what you have to offer. That's another big thing that you mentioned earlier that I did not cover is that if you, if you are going to go reach out to other GPs and or other, other investors like, like Adam or myself, and you better have something that you can offer that we don't have. Right? Maybe you have access to Deal Flow. Maybe you have access to investors. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe you have access to. Maybe you're a great. You have a great team that can turn units in in less than a week or whatever. I don't know what. But bring something to that table that that the other person wants. In my case, I had a good deal that I brought to this to this GP that was looking to invest out of state. You know, and it's like, okay, well, here we are. Here's a great deal. Let's let's roll. Let's do it. And she threw down. You know, and that's that's exactly how we did it. Do you have a website that gives you credibility
1: and captures leads? ApartmentInvestorPro.com can help you get a professional website today. Can you build your investor list without a website? Sure, just like you can cut down a tree with a pocket knife. But why would you when you could use a chainsaw? Typically, building a professional website can be a real pain, taking thousands of dollars and months of your time. One syndicator said it took him 10 months on his own. Another had to go to three different companies before getting something usable. ApartmentInvestorPro.com makes it quick and painless. All the designs and content is already created. With 15 years of experience building websites for investors, ApartmentInvestorPro.com gives you peace of mind and lets you focus your time on finding deals and investors. These powerful websites capture contact information from your potential investors. You can even automate the follow-up process. No more letting good investor leads fall through the cracks. Save 10% on your website by going to apartmentinvestorpro.com and using promo code CREATIVE. That link is in today's show notes. I love the get it done attitude, the ready, fire, aim. Uh, very, very interesting. Some of us um, entrepreneurs enjoy most when our backs are against the wall and um, it's 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 almost like when that happens, when you really have that type of attitude, it uh, it's almost like um, it's what motivates and inspires you. If you don't get yourself into that position, you're not sure if you you'll go to the next spot. So some some of us just take. Massive freaking action, and we figure it out uh, as we go. And um, sounds like you were able to do that, and partly because of relationships, and definitely because you you had like this no holds barred attitude about I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do this. Like we'll figure we'll figure it out a way. You know, I love it. I love it. So let's get um, down to just some of what you've learned over the years. Um, you've done. Uh, you know real estate for quite a while and these eight syndications here um you've started to really learn there there's a process to talking with brokers and and you know again we can do that texting freedom to the phone number that's in the show notes um to, to really have this in front of us. So if you haven't done that already, just scroll down and it's pretty easy to get. You just click that. You'll, you'll see the phone number, text the, text the word freedom to that phone number. And, um, <clears throat> and you'll have this in front of you, but Augustino, you know, why don't you give a, give me kind of the blueprint, uh, the recipe that you, you use and you help and inspire others to use, to be able to start speaking with brokers and feeling a little bit more confident when they do so.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, this is going to overlap with with capital raising which is which is different, but there 's some similar elements between the two right but it, it, first off, and I touched on this earlier is it comes down to knowing the lingo, knowing what to say to brokers, and this is the same information or similar information you 're going to use when you go to raise capital too you know you have to be able to speak to real estate right you have to understand what to say about. Say cash on cash returns, your targets, what the interest rates are um these days and how how it was yesterday, and where you think the the economy is going to be tomorrow, have some things to talk to. One thing I recommend for for people to do is read, read books, how about that? Listen to books, right? You would think that um, <laughs> you would think that you wouldn't have to explain these uh, such things, but you know it's funny because when you become an interesting person, people want to engage with you, right? And 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 all this business is all relationship based. So be interesting to the person you're speaking to, right? Have them engage with you. But anyway, know the lingo. Secondly, create a credibility book, right? What does a credibility book contain? Uh, I call it a deal launch guide, but basically it's the same thing. It explains who you are. It talks about your team because you're not doing this by yourself. You should always, always, always have a team. And your team is going to consist of your your property manager, your syndication attorney, your real estate attorney, your inspectors, your contractors, everyone that you need to make a deal a success, right? Because I promise you, when you talk to that broker, the, one of the first questions I'm going to ask you is who do you work with and you better have a good property manager backing you up. You know, and, and, and that's the, here's another bonus hint too: work with a property management company that is known in the, in the area, right? If you're working with someone that's, that's an unknown, it makes your job a little tougher, right? Where, uh, our property management company—they've been around for 30 years in this area. They're not gigantic; they're—it's a smaller firm. They, ma- they manage several thousand units, but they're known, right? If you go with some giant national firm that manages 10,000 units, they're not going to pay much attention to you, unfortunately, right? They're—they're they're, they're working bigger deals, right? But uh, and at the same time, if you go too small, uh, they don't have any clout. And it's uh, makes it makes sure makes it a little tougher, right? And this is this is again this is all upfront work before you even talk to a broker, right? You're doing all this work up front. When you do get around to talking to that broker, you're going to tell your story about who you are, what you're about, what what assets you're targeting. Oh, and by the way, I I have a credibility. Or I have I have a deal launch guide that I can send you that tells us tells you the whole story about who I am, who my team is, and, and the type of asset that we're looking for right and they can thumb through it and and see a quality quality document not not junk you can you can go to upwork have a, have a professional artist create a nice document for you send that out and send it over to the broker so they can thumb through it and see good material right uh, and of course another big part is when another item that when you are talking to that broker is to talk about who you are on your track record, of course. And if you don't have one, you can lean on, on your partner for that. But making sure you don't sound like a newbie. And all this is built on what, I, what I'd said in the previous, previously is like knowing the lingo, creating your documents, building some credibility. At that point, you're also then talking to the broker. And it's not just a discussion about, oh, I saw something on LoopNet, how much is it? It's more along the lines of spending the time to get to know the broker and giving them an opportunity to get to know you. Right. those two things are super important. You got to keep in mind that to a broker, their most important thing that they need to know, can you close? That's all that's all they really care about. Can you close? If you can't close, they won't give you a deal. Simple as that. You know, uh, they have no reason to talk to you. Once you close that one deal, all the brokers, they all talk to each other, all of them, right? Even the competitors talk to each other, right? And they always work together too. They're always working on different deals. Collier's is going to work on a deal with, with, um, uh, with Hannah here locally, right? Uh, so, or whatever the case may be, but brokers are always talking and they know who the players are. And you, I'm not saying that you, you want to appear like a player, but they want certainty that you can close the deal. Because if you don't close they're, they wasted all that time, and the seller, the seller won't blame you. They'll blame the broker, and they don't want to take that on either, right? So, knowing what to say, how to say it, to build that credibility is super, super, super important too. You know, and then, and then finally, I'd say one of the last things is that, uh, contrary to what other people say, just, just throw out LOIs. I, I am not a believer in just throwing out. LOIs like 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 water. I'm just, it's just not what I do, right? I I I throw out a best LOI. If I have every intention of taking down a deal, you're getting an LOI. Different than how other people operate. That's just how I operate. I. I but in this in this area, because we specialize in, in the Cle- metro Cleveland area, we we're known that if we're putting down an LOI on a deal, it's because we intend on closing this deal simple as that. We're not just low balling. Right. So, uh, and, and if the deal doesn't make sense, if I can't pencil a deal, I'm not going to do the deal. It's simple as that. So I know that some people are saying that they, they would say, Oh, we'll throw it, throw it a number. No, I, I won't do that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe some people will do it. I won't. So
1: <laughs> cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about everything that you shared, a lot of cool nuggets in there. Um, it feels like what you're saying is the real, Main thing that it comes down to is just that one question that the broker's asking themselves can this person close? And so it doesn't sound like you're recommending anyone to be, um, you know, disingenuous or lying or anything, but you want them to be able to start to build the credibility that they'll need to be able to close. And it sounds like some of the ways to do that, to build the credibility so that you can really speak that language to the broker and let them know that this is, this is going to be fine and it's not going to be their fault if this doesn't close. You're going to be able to do it, right? Yeah. And they're not going to be in trouble by the seller. And some of the ways to do that is, is to find out how to have a track record. Now, if you don't have a track record yourself, it sounds like you're you you would just partner with somebody who has a track record it sounds like you're talking about the paperwork needs to be kind of all in order now if you don't already have that paperwork in order maybe partner with somebody who knows what that paperwork is we talked about the just your image your brand your those that paperwork and if if you're not savvy on this yourself you can go to places like fiverr and upwork to be able to have them kind of create something for you, it's it's their main thing, right? And and um, a friend of mine, Corey Peterson, um, oh, yeah. he's he owns thousands of doors, thousands and thousands, and um, he he has this book that he wrote, and it's just copy your way to success. And I, and I think that this is something we can illustrate right now um, with this with all this paperwork, all these all this images. I mean, you can go to um, some of the other syndicators that are out there. You can download Augustino's. You can download mines, mines, mine. <laughs> 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 and, then, and then once you have these, then what you're going to need to do is, is you're going to need to switch out the information for your information, switch out the colors for your colors, and then go, go and talk to somebody on Upwork or Fiverr and say, I need you to create something like this that happens to be true to me. Or you're just partnering with somebody who's been doing it for a long time. Um, The next one that you mentioned to have that credibility is the team. The team that you have to have. Yes. Like if the broker is going to be asking themselves, can this person close? They want to know who on the team has net worth, who on the team has liquidity, who on the team um, has experience. Who in the area is going to be managing this? Because if they feel like you haven't gotten that stuff ready, fire ready, aim fire, if they feel like you hadn't spent the time to prepare the right team, then they're at a bad spot. So they, they are not confident that you can close, but when they can tell that you've selected the best property manager in the area, when they can tell that you have the net worth ready to go, the, even on the equity because a lot of brokers are going to want to know if the equity's there. So if you can kind of get this stuff prepared before you start talking to the broker. And then the last one that you said, well, I guess it was the first one that you said. But the last one I want to mention is just simply speaking the language. But I, I feel that as as you learn and grow, as you listen to this podcast and other podcasts, you start to hear these words like cash on cash and Triple net lease and uh, whatever. There's so many different pieces of the language, but as you start to internalize this, you're going to be able to talk to the broker, and you're going to be speaking the broker's language. Every every um, asset class out there, every single business out there has kind of their own um, sub language. So. It, just because you're you're speaking, you know English or whatever, you need to be able to speak multifamily. Yeah. Uh, it's not just commercial. You got to start thinking that way. A lot of a lot of good stuff. And and that ebook that you have, um, how much does it cost for people to text the word freedom and download that ebook?
0: No, it's totally free. Totally, totally
1: free. free. So totally what they're going to do is text the word freedom. To the phone number that's in the show notes. Scroll down now, and um, you can have this ebook that also has some scripts to be talking to brokers. Augustino, anything else you want to
0: leave to the audience today? Yeah, you know, the the reason why you build a a team, by the way, is because brokers know that you need a team to build to to build out this business, and they also know that, let's say, for instance, you go get a lender. And you have a lender lined up. Well, the lender's going to require you, especially if you're starting out, to have a property manager to manage that asset, depending on the size, right? If it's a smaller deal, maybe not, but a larger one, they will. If you go in and you call on a 20-unit on a property, right? Not that large, comparatively speaking, to, to other assets out there. But if you say you don't have a property manager lined up, chances are they know you're you're a newbie. So there's 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 other things besides a quote, having the team. But there's a reason behind it. It's because lend, or the, the broker knows, they know how these deals are structured. And they, because they've done it, this is what they do day in, day out. And having that team is absolutely critical. So before you call up the broker, before you do any of that stuff, work on your lingo, work on your your image, right? Like your Facebook page, your uh, some some of the stuff you cover on, on your, your podcast, Adam, you know, making sure that all the social media stuff is cleaned up and you have your, your deal launch guide created and you have a good story, you know, and once you have all that done, then you can start calling on the brokers, use some of the scripting in the free ebook and uh, you know, get out there and start banging it up. I mean, that's, 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 that's about it, you know, and you're, you're going to make some mistakes. Hell yeah, you will. You're gonna make a lot of mistakes at first, you know, and that's okay. Call some, call some brokers out of, out of state, that are not in your market. Start practicing on those guys. Burn up those ones. Get to know the get get to know the right and wrong answers. Once once you do some of that, then you can start calling the brokers that are local. Because the last thing you want to do is call up every single broker in your local market, and they all know who you are now, and they're gonna think that you know maybe they don't like you because you said some <laughs> something wrong. <laughs> so do it do it in a market you're never gonna go into. Just call on those brokers. Practice, practice. Tons. I love it tons of practice how do people get a hold of you how do they find you augustino Bulletproofcashflow.com. uh friend me on facebook i always i was looking for new friends you know shoot me over a link and um yeah i always love hearing from people Always awesome people.
1: awesome thank you for coming on i'm gonna let you go but until next time my friend think outside the box Thanks for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. If you got value out of today's episode, we'd really appreciate it if you take the time to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, think outside the box.